Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there's so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there, and you're tired of the senseless and toxic diet culture noise. You're ready to tune into your body, feel empowered around food, and focus on your true health and well-being. Welcome to the Wellness Rebranded podcast. We're the healing trio of your health and wellness anti-diet dreams. I'm Tara, personal trainer. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. And I'm Maura, licensed clinical social worker. Together, we're pushing back on diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity to help you practice genuine health-promoting self-care. So grab your water bottle, forget the rules, and let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. Today, we are having a conversation about rethinking weight loss compliments. Elizabeth, this is your arena. Hi. So what's the first thing that comes to mind when you guys think about weight loss compliments? They're so commonplace, right? How often have we heard someone say, you look great. Have you lost weight? All the time. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like in the past, I would have really looked forward to and wanted to hear those. And honestly, like just thinking about being told that, imagining that scenario, I'm like, oh, I just don't even want to navigate this. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I feel like I would love to hear that. I'm also like cringing on the inside, like, mm, yeah, but I'm still awesome. And I have been for a while, though. Right. Yeah. And you also, know? it's interesting to get curious, right? Why would we love to hear that? Right. Mm-hmm. Diet culture, right? Diet culture tells that us. culture that keeps telling us losing weight is better. Yeah, I'm thinking like, it's just when we really look at it objectively, it's kind of strange that we don't talk about bodies and then we do. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like (laughs) bodies are like a thing that's like on the one hand supposed to be like private and not talked about. And then it's like, let me compliment your body and talk about it. Uh Like it's so weird. Or not compliment it and just mention something I noticed. Yeah. Uh, Super so strange. Right. I feel like I've become especially aware of this as a mother now. Like if somebody says, oh, look at your little belly. I'm like, hey, you shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let's not even bring that up. That doesn't help anything. Right. Let's not focus on what our bodies look like so much. So I guess I want to say right out the beginning, I'm not anti-weight loss, right? That's really not the point of the conversation. But what I am is confident that there's a better way to enhance everyone's health and well-being than either making weight loss a goal, assuming that it is always a good thing, or having hyper-focus on what our bodies look like, because I think it keeps us all stuck, right? Hyper-focusing on our bodies and what they look like, and that can be really painful and difficult as all of our bodies are changing. And frankly, so is the diet culture ideal for what bodies, quote-unquote, should look like. Mm -hmm. The history of diet culture is, like, fascinating. Yeah. You know, the way it's come from Twiggy in the 80s, 70s, and 80s, and then all of a sudden J-Lo became the ideal with the big booty and how it just kind of evolves. Like, you can never be in vogue at all times. Right. Why should we even attempt to do that? Yeah. Well, and do our bodies ever have to be in vogue? Like, can't our bodies just be our homes and we can all be okay with that? Right. So I think that it's really, really common to give weight loss compliments. It's almost second nature in our culture. But I think that there are some things that we maybe overlook when we do that or we don't understand kind of how they might land for other people. So I thought it would be good just to have a conversation about what are some of those things? Like, why might we want to rethink complimenting someone if we notice that they have lost weight? And it's January, and a lot of people, unfortunately, are focused on that as their kind of main objective. So it feels like a timely conversation. But 
One reason why I think weight loss compliments are profoundly unhelpful is that you may unintentionally be praising an eating disorder or someone's disordered eating. That's like super scary. Disordered eating is so common. Mm -hmm. And the last thing we want to do is feed into that and encourage someone to keep on that path. So not even talking about it seems like a much better choice. Right. And also think about if someone is in a pattern of disordered eating or is struggling with an eating disorder and someone comes along and compliments either weight loss or their body, it's it's validating something Mm -hmm. that's actually really harmful, right? Absolutely. Sending the wrong message. And so some of those potentially disordered things that could contribute to weight loss are things like avoiding more and more food groups in the name of weight loss or without a medical cause, being so preoccupied or being very, very preoccupied with calories or weight or food that it detracts from your quality of life, right? Experiencing guilt or shame when you eat certain foods or feeling out of control around certain foods or obsessively monitoring calories or having rigid rules about eating. Like Those are all examples, but often of disordered eating, but they're also examples of Dieting. Dieting, right? (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. So many of those things are praised around dieting, but really it can often be a form of disordered eating. Yeah. And to think that like this thing that we think might be helpful, oh, like you look so great. Like, oh my gosh, you look like you've lost weight might actually be reinforcing a lot of these unhelpful Mm -hmm. things and really hurtful things for the person who's being complimented. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think another reason to rethink weight loss compliments is that they keep everyone focused on how our bodies look, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know it is really hard being a human in diet culture when we're constantly presented with that toxic, thin ideal or the ever-changing body mm-hmm. ideals, and it just keeps everyone focused on how we look. Mm-hmm. It's so much more interesting how we perform or who we are, or like who we are as a human. Like, how's your heart? Who are you yeah, as a yeah. person? As we were talking about this, it's interesting. I was thinking about what it was like at the beginning of the pandemic going completely virtual. Mm-hmm. And for a while, my practice was entirely virtual and I didn't see people in person. I didn't see a lot of people in person mm-hmm. yeah. until like this past year. I've only been actually seeing people in person and how much less I was thinking about my body. And recently I've been noticing as I'm like doing things, I'm thinking about my body more. Mm-hmm. And this it's not necessarily being commented on, but I'm more aware of it. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it and how it might be perceived. And we're thinking about how it might be perceived because of things like compliments. Right. Yeah. Or other comments. I had a lot of clients after the pandemic that were really concerned to see their people in person again because they had put on pounds. You yeah. know, we were in the middle of this panic inducing really stressful global event. Of course you put on pounds and nobody cares. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of sad that that's the immediate thing we go to. Right. I don't want to see people I care about because I'm worried that they might think something about my body. Right. And they're going to make a judgment about me that is irrelevant and often untrue, unfair, unhelpful, unkind on lots of things. Right. But it's interesting how that was your experience more during the pandemic, because I know I worked with a lot of clients who actually felt more hyper-focused on their bodies because you see yourself in Zoom. I became more focused on my face. I will say that. Like how I look in a camera Mm -hmm. was definitely something I became more focused on. But my actual body, I stopped thinking about as much, which Uh was an interesting shift. But you're absolutely right. Like I'm seeing myself now all the time. Looking into a mirror 
all the time. I became really good at angling the computer, putting it at the right height and angling it <laughs> oh, yeah. so that it only got the best angles. And it's like nobody cared. <laughs> nobody else even had their yeah. camera on. Yeah. <laughs> nobody was probably even in the room. <laughs> but we care about it. Right. I think another one, and this one I really want to underscore for people, we're so accustomed to seeing before and after weight loss images. And what I want to encourage everyone to remember is that you are very most likely not seeing a before and after image. You're seeing a before and a during image mm, because yes. of what we know about the cycle of dieting, right? And the weight cycling, yo-yoing up and down in weight that accompanies dieting. And so when you see that before and after image, what you're really catching is someone who's in the middle of that diet cycle. And the research shows the vast majority, somewhere 80, 90 percent of those people are going to regain the weight and potentially more weight than they lost. And yet we see it and we immediately start a thinking that planned diet program must be effective, right? Or making immediate comparisons about our own body or feeling badly if we're not getting that same result, right? When you were saying that, what does the after even mean? Like, after what? Like, we still live in our bodies that are constantly changing every single day. Mm -hmm. it should, the picture should be like before, now, during, during, like, during, 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 during. Yeah, and even the before is like a during, right? Like, <laughs> right. Oh, did we just start this like, today? Like, yeah. In utero? I don't know. Right. <laughs> What's the before? I was born. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. During, yeah. during, during, during. Yeah, and I think, you know, sure, that compliment may feel good to the recipient in that scenario in the moment, mm -hmm. right? You know, I'm trying to achieve this weight loss. Maybe I am achieving it at this moment. It feels good for people to acknowledge it. But what might that feel like when the rest of the cycle plays out? And mm -hmm. if the person very likely regains the weight, then it's sort of like, now I know everyone is focusing on my body. What are they right. thinking now? I've yeah. drawn their attention to it. And now... I'm going to feel shameful because I couldn't maintain this thing that I did. Yeah. When we were first talking, like I was thinking about in the past having received compliments a long time ago, <laughs> um, <laughs> received compliments like that. And it does feel good for a minute, but it actually feels kind of like not good also. Like there can also be pressure, right? Yeah. Uh, there's this like discomfort and almost like a minimizing of it sometimes like, oh, yeah. And even externalizing, oh, it's yeah, it's I've been trying really hard or like, blah, blah, but that it's just uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's this pressure of, crap, now I have to like maintain this. <laughs> I have to keep this up. Absolutely. I think the reality is you may be complimenting an illness or someone may have massive stress in their life and their eating patterns have changed. And then you are unintentionally, inadvertently complimenting that. Feel very good either. Yeah, that's awful. And I think, Tara, you and I were chatting before. We both knew people who are undergoing significant serious illness right now, have mm -hmm. their bodies have changed, lost weight, and people compliment and praise that. And it's actually really upsetting. I know. Knowing that what my client is dealing with and then hearing people compliment the weight loss tears me up a little bit inside because it's like, you know what? She would do anything right. to live a little bit longer, but with a little bit bigger body. Right. Yeah, she yeah. completely quit caring about what her body looks like and what's happening in there. Yeah. So to hear people go, you look great. It's just kind of like mildly infuriating and mm -hmm. sad. So underscores the point that we make over and over again, that health and weight are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And we, our culture tends to so much hyper-focus on weight. But what's really most important to all of us is likely our health and well-being, right? Mm -hmm. 
that said, it doesn't feel good if your body doesn't match the standard or you, people are focusing on it or you're struggling with body image or yeah, any of those things. We're not living up to the poodle expectations. <laughs> That's right. Science. And then, frankly, also, and this is a big one, and it, it could be many, many episodes in and of itself, but when we complement weight loss, we're perpetuating weight stigma. We're perpetuating the idea that being in a smaller body is more desirable and better. And we all know that there's a lot of stigma that goes, is attached to body shape and size. But yeah, I mean, I think weight stigma is, of course, disproportionately impacts people in larger bodies and diet culture that we live in, right? But it does impact all people in all bodies yes. because everyone feels the pressure for their body to kind of look a certain way. And it is a risk factor for eating disorders mm -hmm. and body image struggles. And I think by committing to spread or to be a part of a more weight neutral message, we can help send a different message to the next generation. Something I think about a lot is like if a child says something along lines of, mom, why am I fat? Or I wish I wasn't mm. fat. And then adult, a natural instinct in diet culture is to say something along the lines of, you're not fat, you're beautiful, right? Uh, and that inadvertently is not fat equals beautiful. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we have that internalized bias, right? Because that's what we're told yeah. in diet culture. But it's just another way of perpetuating the idea that a thinner body is better or being in a larger body is worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so It's toxic. like a revolutionary thought to think you can be fat and beautiful. Right. But of course you. Yeah. But of course you yeah. can. Yeah. Obviously, I exist. Hello. Yeah. yeah. But how many times, like, just in our language, that kind of thing happens where it's, oh, no, of course not. You're so beautiful. Like, that then means, like, yeah. Yeah. So that's just, like, a very sneaky example of how weight stigma shows up in our culture, right? It's a seem small and potentially innocuous even, but actually really harmful. I feel like we talk a lot about living in a larger body and how we have weight stigma there. And I also see it in like the really super small women that I work with mm -hmm. that are like in tears semi-regularly because people make hurtful comments. And it's like it shows up for everyone. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. It's such an important point. You know, yeah. it really does. And it's like equally harmful for everyone, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, you know? I mean, that is the whole point, right? The more we hyper-focus on people's body shape and size, the more harmful it is for everyone. Absolutely. And I guess to put a fine bow on it, weight loss complements sort of feed into and perpetuate that in many ways and can have unintended impact. I guess we can end on there, right, ladies? But I would say for anyone out there that is listening, if you want to learn more about a weight-neutral approach to health or healing your own body image or really getting assistance, opting out of diet culture. Any one of us could probably help you in, with some element of that, right? But if you are interested specifically in healing your relationship with food and body, please check out the show notes. I have lots of resources to help you get started. One of them that I really love is a free five-day mini course, How to Break Up with Dieting for Good. So check it out and get a hold of that. Cool. Yay. Thank yeah. you. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Wellness Rebranded. If you found this helpful, please take a moment to leave us a review and share it with your friends. If you'd like to learn more about me, Mora, you can find me at my website, moratunny.com. If you want to connect with Tara, find her on Instagram at Tara De Leon Fitness. To connect with Elizabeth, visit her at elizabethharrisnutrition.com. And while you're there, follow the link to join her health and healing with intuitive eating community on Facebook. 